Hi, Stephen here, and welcome to Hamlin's Legal Secrets. This is the third and final part of our series giving you an introduction to dispute resolution. So what Lola will discuss today is the process of settling a dispute through the courts, which is the kind of situation you might end up in if the methods outlined in parts one and two of this series were unsuccessful. There are some advantages to settling a dispute in a court, such as getting a guarantee of a result, which isn't necessarily the case with the previous forms of dispute resolution we've covered, and also the courts have stricter rules of evidence which make it a particularly appealing form of dispute resolution if you think you have a strong legal case. So I'll hand it over to Lola to walk you through the process. Hi, Lola here and welcome back to your introduction to dispute resolution, looking at the different ways of resolving disputes. We have arrived at part three of three. Previously, we looked at negotiation, mediation, third party determination, adjudication and arbitration. We are now going to briefly look at the most famous way of resolving a dispute in the UK, which is litigation. So litigation is essentially the process of bringing a dispute before a court to obtain a judgment. In the UK, civil litigation is subject to a set of rules known as the civil procedure rules. These rules set out every step of the litigation process for the parties known as the claimant and the defendant, to follow. Historically, litigation has been an expensive and protracted process. However, various reforms have streamlined litigation to make it more cost-effective and user-friendly. But it should still be seen as a last resort, and the civil procedure rules really encourage this. They require the parties to follow certain pre-action pro- procedures, such as corresponding by letter, providing each other with further documentation and information so that as many issues as possible can be re- resolved without resorting to formal legal proceedings. The rules also require the parties to consider, wait for it, alternative dispute resolution. And you know all about those methods because we explored them in parts one and two. If the pre-action process of resolving the dispute um, has failed, so no settlement is reached, alternative, alternative dispute resolution hasn't helped, then formal proceedings are issued and the parties are subject to a strict timetable with serious consequences if deadlines are missed. This is why litigation is perceived as the most expensive way of resolving a dispute because you absolutely need lawyers in everything. Um, Although I should say, and I think I've said this before, but ideally lawyers should be consulted from when a dispute arises as that's when they can help with strategies to hopefully settle the dispute and avoid proceedings before things get serious. But sometimes proceedings can't be avoided. Um, The key steps of the litigation process are as follows. One, the exchange of pleadings, which is essentially the exchange of the parties' statements as to their respective positions on the dispute. Two, a costs and case management conference whereby the court assists in setting a timetable to trial for the parties, and this must be followed by the parties. Three, disclosure, which is basically when the parties exchange their documentary evidence, good and bad. Four, witness statements, which is when the parties tell their respective stories behind the dispute in sworn evidence, and this may involve expert evidence, which is when a party enlists a specialist to say, in their capacity as an expert of their field, why a party's position is preferable. Although any expert in formal court proceedings is a servant of the court and their evidence is to assist the court and not any party's position, they must be independent. Uh, Five, the trial. This is when the parties turn up to court with their lawyers 
and present their cases to the judge. The judge will make the, the judge will then make a judgment and this will be enforceable against the losing party. The costs of the winning party are paid by the losing party, however, usually only up to 60% roughly in most cases, um, as well as any judgment as to damages. So this really has been a whistle-stop tour of the ways of resolving disputes, and certainly litigation could cover endless podcast episodes, but I hope you've learned something from listening to these uh, episodes, giving you an introduction into the different ways of resolving disputes. And hopefully we can expand on each of these in the future, giving you a sort of flavour of particular examples and how they play out. But in the meantime, please do go ahead, listen to our other episodes and enjoy those. Thank you. Bye bye.